Oh, well, this is trying to understand Star versus the Forces of Evil. We watched episodes 3, 4, and 5. What are this episodes is... 3, 4, and 5 about? <laughs> this is episode 2 of the Trying to Understand Star versus the Forces of Evil podcast. Uh... Oh, yeah, that's correct. We're on, we're on the, our second episode. That's true. I should say that. <laughs> Still getting the hang of this whole intro thing. Anyways, we watched uh, episodes three through five, like my body said. Mm -hmm. um, uh, do you want me to start, or do you want to start out? Uh, I don't know. Do you have anything of particular interest to say about the start? Because then you can well, start. Well, episode three actually starts off with... Um, we actually get to know that Marco does karate. We get to into into that that they just mention in episode in the first episode yeah oh yeah marco knows karate haha -ha. but now we get to see for real he actually yeah. does sort of know karate he's not necessarily good at it he's a green belt he's a green belt with a stripe i'm not sure that means anything <laughs> i don't think it means anything either um but it focuses on like at the very beginning he like breaks his and practicing for, for this whole tournament. He has a rivalry with this one, this one dude named Jim. Um, breaks his hand, starts like, hey, I can, I can fix that. Um, and we get a couple different introductions. Um, one is, one is major. Um, we get introduced for, to the magic instruction book that Star has. Mm, yes. Which was not previously mentioned. Um, she's flipping through the pages and tries to recover Marco's arm and ends up turning it into a, a tentacle. Which, or a tentacle or a squid arm, which uh, <laughs> the, the ladies love. Yes. The ladies love the squid arm. So begins the uh the hentai episode of star oh. versus the forces people <laughs> i mean <laughs> to be honest they know what they're doing <laughs> they know the implications yeah it seems pretty clear one thing that is also briefly seen but not mentioned is a character that comes in later mm -hmm. um i don't think he noticed it but there is a character that gets briefly seen while she is turning through the magic instruction book. Mm -hmm. I don't think I was paying that much attention to the book. She's flipping through the pages and a character just pops up. And that character is actually really important later. Mm -hmm. I have his name down and I'm tempted not to say his name. Yeah, I might go back and look at it just to see. Um, but no, the, he, he is briefly seen, but he does become a major player later on. But we're mm -hmm. still we're still in the early episodes, so they don't mention it. They don't even mention him. They just like I I thought that was real weird because I never noticed that like it, it, like when I originally watched it. Foreshadowing. It, it is. It is foreshadowing if you know what you're looking for. 
Well, fortunately, I did. Um, well, Marco has a lot of problems with this squid arm at first. Um, he likes to slap things. He likes to slap things. He likes to wave it around. He, the the squid arm beats up a bully with it, and and he he gets like major kudos points for it. Hmm. And everybody starts like, "Hey, this is really cool!" And Marco's like, "Hey, this is really cool! I want it now." And goop all over everything with his arm. And then Star's like, "Hey, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta spell that will reverse it." Yeah, she stays up all night to find a spell. Apparently, for like three days. <laughs> yeah, that comes into to uh, the end of uh, part. Hmm. But Marco decides, hey, like I want to keep this for a while, especially since the the karate tournament is coming up. Hmm. Star's like, isn't that cheating? And he's like, nah, <laughs> nah, it's cool. <laughs> so then the squid arm just turns like super evil, <laughs> and I think the major part of it is like Marco's still like, oh yeah, let's let's do it, like. Still do it. I want to want to kick Jeremy's ass. Yeah, well, the, the the arm grows a mouth and it starts talking and it's like, "Yo, let's let's do this stuff. It's cool." And he's like, "Yeah." And it's like, "Let's also What's his line? It's like, let's take over <laughs> the world basically." No, he says something about he says something about bowels consume their bowels or something and, and the guy's like what huh and he's like no I mean no win the karate tournament and he's like oh yeah I'm down <laughs> that's that's why I said all along weren't you paying attention <laughs> then um then we get to the karate <laughs> and we get Jeremy's reveal we get <laughs> Jeremy's reveal <laughs> he's very tiny he's, he's, tiny he's like an, he's an eight year old like he's like a literal like eight year old but notably he is like a black belt i believe because he's got the i think he's got a you know a black belt it's kind of also implied that his his parents basically bought it off yeah the indication seems to be that he doesn't actually have any idea what he's doing so they do the karate tournament and, well jeremy gets destroyed by squid arm mm-hmm and the squid arm turns evil. Um, <laughs> and like, Star's passing out because she's been out. She's been out for three days, but she did master the the, the arm spell. Mm -hmm. And the squid's like, like, like Marco has to basically battle the squid arm. Right. And he's just just flailing all over the room while stars just turning everything into hands <laughs> a lot of good hands in there there's a lot of hands um, good gag where uh, he turns some I don't remember what it was but something into a hand and it does the, the karate the karate gesture thing and, yes! then, and then the guy's beside it and he does the same one he's like Ooh. the the dojo master yeah <laughs> yeah that was that was good I, I for that bit but basically star like he, he marco is on top of the 
above the ceiling or something and kicks off into the arms and all the arms grab him <laughs> and the squid arm and finally gets his, his arm back and it's like oh that like isn't it like kind of just ruled like a no contest yeah because they find they find that jeremy had uh, brass knuckles yeah yeah so it's like you cheated <laughs> Well, gold knuckles. They were actually gold knuckles, but... Technically gold. <laughs> which would actually be less effective than brass, I think. Because it's like a softer metal. <laughs> but still, like, at a karate tournament, you're gonna do... Like, that's kinda... That's kinda screwed. It's kinda... It's kinda messed up. Some, like, eight-year-old kid, like, goes into a karate tournament and plans to win by using basically brass knuckles. Yeah, and aside though, where, do even, where do you even find eight-year-old size brass knuckles? <laughs> At the fair. I feel like that would be more likely to be plastic. I'm gonna sidetrack for a second. No, there, I there's a local fair that goes on, and there's a couple booths that just sell weapons. <laughs> like they sell like a bunch of knives and, and stuff like that. They probably have. Child-sized brass knuckles. Oh, I mean, there are weapon fans out there, I guess. There's a lot of weapon fans. Okay, but that's basically the end of part one, episode. Yep, they turn the uh, they turn the, the 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 tentacle back into an arm. Uh, except it's hinted at that maybe it's it, it, it can never truly be be uh be destroyed <laughs> I could be wrong but I don't think they ever bring it back up I, I, really, I really want them to bring it back up but I'm sure they won't <laughs> there's 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 a lot of things that, um, <clears throat> when it comes to like early season one a lot of stuff will be... then we go to part two episodes to, to read my notes and, and <laughs> I, I scrolled too much down and thought we were on episode four already. Mm -hmm. This is the Gustav episode. Ah, uh, yeah, Gustav. Yeah. Start like they're they're all excited. Start like starts having this whatever happy tenth day of being here party. Okay. Starts all what excited. Was it, like forty first. I think something so. like that. It was something like that. And they <laughs> Gustav just appears out of a new chapter approaching. <laughs> and they, they just completely forget about Star. And that's kinda that's that's where everything kinda goes down the wayside. Like Star gets really jealous of Gustav. Gustav is this foreign exchange student that had came <laughs> back like some something like that. Mm -hmm. but then, like, Star starts getting like real suspect and real jealous. Yeah, she's she's suspicious of his meatballs. <laughs> she starts spying on him all over the place. <laughs> yeah, and he's like measuring the parents and at, at night. It's real weird. Which actually, that is the most suspect thing. Like, what the hell? They actually, they actually never explained that. Yeah, no. 
there is a good bit where uh, where she's trying to spy from in a tree outside the window, and the the monster dude who was hiding in the tree outside the window uh, is also in there, and they see each other. Oh like, my god! I love that. I absolutely love that. It that's that's Buff Frog. That's Buff Frog. Hmm. Yeah, I think you mentioned him in the last episode. Mm-hmm. And that was where I thought of him. Yeah, that's. Um. Yeah, I actually have that in my notes. Great bit with Buff Frog and Star. Mm. <laughs> Star goes like absolutely insane about stop. Yeah, it gets one of those uh, one of those cork boards with all the notes and string <laughs> tie and everything together going on. <laughs> like you see in the movie, yeah, like a, like like a web map. I I think it's called. I don't know. I don't know what they're called. I just know they're the things that crazy people make. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, honestly, though, um... No sane person would own a corkboard. <laughs> no sane person. You're probably right. I don't own one. Ow. Can't prove that I own one. You can't. So, Star comes to the conclusion that Gustav is going to kill and eat the Diaz family. But turn them into meatballs. <laughs> turn them into meatballs. So, they go on a trip to the wilderness, I, I think. To Isolation Point or something like that? Isola- yeah, it was something more suspect, so it just made it like way more, way worse. It was like Isolation Point. He had an mm-hmm. axe and everything, and she hots on the top of the car. And- yeah, <laughs> they initially leave without her, actually. Mm-hmm. And she has to like, magic herself onto the car. And then this little seatbelt thing, but then also leans over and starts banging on the window in the top of the car. Tries to rescue him, confronts Gustav. Turns out Gustav isn't a foreign exchange student. He's just really sad, and he comes from a really sad... A very sad town. They don't have any good food. He's like, I want to I want to make a good food. <laughs> I want to make a good... I want to be a meatball chef or something like that. They 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 drop the accent and say his real name. I forget what his real name is. Yeah, what was his real name? I don't remember it. It's like James or something. Not a terribly interesting name. Although before uh, before he reveals the secrets, uh, Star has to chase him through the woods. <laughs> and during that chase, he tra- like, transforms into a huge dragon, and that was like that was a cool bit. Oh yeah. Very large and also dragon. I forgot about. Um And basically Gustav is like like, hey, what can I do to not tell for you not to tell hmm. um the DS family about my actual truth. <laughs> and so Gustav is basically blackmailed off the show. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it like it almost looks like they made up and became friends, and then and then she's like, "Nah, you get to leave." Bye, bye, <laughs> bye. <laughs> While he's like leaving all sad. That's <laughs> <laughs> a gr- that is a great bit. Um, they kind of do something weird with it, like he just goes to another person's house, yeah. and he's he's French now. Now he has baguettes. Baguettes. And, you know, that was a... That was an episode that 
that was a part that was like part two of that episode it was kind of like it kind of built something but it kind of didn't mm. <laughs> because ultimately Gustav just gets blackmailed off the show never to return yeah. is there anything else about part two that I'm forgetting mm, nothing comes to mind okay well then we get into episode four part one right and episode four was um it starts out with uh ludo attacking start yes that episode and it's like marco's like like it, it th- this kind of might be my fault and but they go yeah. into a whole backstory marco has this really bad day everything's bad is happening he missed the bus um his banging on the bus he's running after the bus star opens the window and is like hey good job getting your jogging in today and then shuts the window on him (laughs) and then i think the bus stops and he goes forward but his coat is caught on something he gets no his coat isn't caught yet he, he stops and he, the, the bus stops and he runs into the stop sign on the side of the bus <laughs> and falls down and then the bus driver looks out and he's like I can't believe people somebody punched my bus <laughs> which is a great bit <laughs> so then then he gets his coat caught in the door when it closes and so the bus starts up again and he's running after the bus and he's got his coat and then it tears the front of his coat off and he falls into the bushes and he's laying in the bush like, ugh. And he gets up, and then a guy rides by on a bike. <laughs> and, th- and this guy looks at, his, at his, looks at him and just starts giggling like an idiot. <laughs> and then it turns out that, uh, that, that uh, what's the guy's name? Marco? Marco. Yeah, Marco. Marco is wearing a shirt that says, Oh, what's I kissed a ninja. I kissed a ninja at where? Where'd you kiss a ninja? Where'd that uh, it's like NinjaCon or something like that. Yeah, NinjaCon. Something like I, that. I do have that in my notes because <laughs> mm. I loved that. I was like, that kissed a ninja shirt, though. Would you wear a kissed a ninja shirt? Oh, hell yeah, I would. That's a solid move. <laughs> did, didn't it even have, like, his face on? Like, didn't it even have his face like kissing the ninja i don't know if it was his face but i think it was like a karate dude like there was a karate thing going on might have been karate con it was either ninja con or karate anyways yeah it may have been it and he, i believe that after that he makes his way to school but just outside school he runs into jeremy jeremy's here and ready to or no he doesn't run into jeremy right away First he walks up, and then somebody comes up to him and is like, it's school picture day. <laughs> and immediately takes a picture of his ugly face. <laughs> with, with the black eye and... Because <laughs> he put a bag on himself. It's... <laughs> well, no, a newspaper, I think, was what he did. So nobody could see his ninja shirt. Yeah, his I kiss a ninja shirt. I would be proud to wear that. If you if you don't want to wear a shirt out, why would you put it on? Why would you, why would you wear a shirt that you don't want to wear? What are well, I yeah, I mean he has a he has a hoodie on. 
But besides that, I don't know. Well, anywho. After Picture Lady goes away, Jeremy shows up. Jeremy's like, haha. I was gonna give you a black eye for the school pictures, but it looks like I didn't have to. You did it for me. What's that? What is this eight-year-old kid? Why is this eight? Like this eight-year-old kid is just introduced, and then the next episode, he's just he's still. What is this eight-year-old kid doing? She's there to be a villain, I think. Just antagonizing Marco. Marco's like, no, nah, I don't have time for this. And he takes a step, and then he smashes the skateboard, and it's what's her face? The skateboard. Jackie. Yeah, her. It's her skateboard, and she's like, yeah. <laughs> It's, it's cool. I can I can go and she tries to skate away on half a skateboard. It's <laughs> terrible. It's, oh my god. Nah, it's cool, Marco. I can just deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> no. And Jackie's a big mood. Yeah, Jackie. Jackie's great. Jackie's actually like we don't see a lot of jackie but jackie's actually big. Mm. so after after that terrible day star just tries to cheer up marco marco's like real real sad real 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 sad real sad mm -hmm. boy hours and like, it she she ends up she ends up cheering up marco and so the next thing was that we got an introduction to Oscar in the in the flashback. Who was Oscar? Oscar was he. He's the keytar player. He, he, yeah, that guy. He has a record. Like what kind of a record? Like a vinyl? It just it it just that all they say is that he has a record. I think it just. He had, he's he's a bad boy <laughs> that plays guitar. Yeah, he does not how to, he does not know how to speak, and he's got a guitar and he's very <laughs> bad at it. He's great at it. He makes a bunch of sounds. Everybody hates them <laughs> except Star. She's into it. Star's just like Star just crushes over Oscar like the whole episode. Yeah, notably she gives him. Uh, Marco's phone number. <laughs> yep. Um, they have like a fantasy sequence with, with Star and Oscar. Um, Star is just waiting for Oscar to call. Why don't there there is a good bit like why don't you just why don't you just use the landline? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, I like your ringtone better. Unicorns. Da, 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 da. <laughs> it's like it's supposed to be ironic. <laughs> it says that throughout the whole episode as well. And uh throughout this they're they're also cutting back to uh to the present where uh yeah. they're being attacked by monsters and trying to put together armor in a shed <laughs> out of things. <laughs> out of just random things they're trying to find in the shed. Basically, like Marco tries to cheer up Star, right? Um, that's that's the whole thing. That, that's that that is the major plot. Well, that 
like awesome like that they're they like marco cheered up by star marco's gonna cheer up star and because oscar ended up not calling mm-hmm. and then they do like the whole battle and oscar ends up calling like during the battle talk about like bad timing yeah well notably the reason the battle starts to begin with is because marco uh opens a portal to another dimension and starts luring a monsters through with the one and alerts every monster in and so they all come through and start attacking but yeah battles going on there's a fun little bit in the battle where uh is like you see he says something he says something about about one of their names and and marco restar is like what i don't know their names he's like what? oh we had three fights and you don't recognize my minions and they like all introduce each other <laughs> they introduce they didn't introduce buffs buff frog but they introduced like all the like all the other like jobber characters hi i'm spike ball <laughs> and they're like okay now now that the pleasantries are uh, are covered now we can get back to the fighting uh fighting occurs and then uh what's his face calls oscar that guy he calls mm-hmm. and then star has to stop in the middle of the battle <laughs> and take this phone call <laughs> it is the there is the minimum num- amount of dialogue going on in this call uh, humanly possible. I, 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 why, why did Oscar even call? <laughs> he didn't even say. He didn't even say anything. <laughs> they, they didn't He's just like, hey. hey, hey, that's cool. All right, bye. <laughs> it's meanwhile combat going on in the left half of the screen. <laughs> and they end up winning like all naturally naturally although there was a good bit with the bicycle kid from earlier yeah he shows up and and laughs oh yeah cause cause, cause at the cause at the end the, there's like a syrup attack and Marco gets all syrupy and then Star <laughs> gives him like a hug and then they're stuck together and then bicycle guy comes up and giggles and then he just, and then just like and stares then for a minute. Abruptly stops and stares for a minute. And then, just and then just, why was he? Why was he there? Especially since it was like in their backyard. It wasn't even like on the street. It was like just in their backyard. He's just running around, you know. Oh so my god! Some just going on back here. I had to see what was up. <laughs> oh my god! Um, and that's the end of part one episode four and we go into part two part two Quest i think was, yeah that one ends up marco is like super organized while she's introduced as the safe kid of course he's super organized and, and star is just this chaotic mess yeah, trying to comb their hair and Marco's like, yeah, there's my hair. And stuff. So it's like a million hair dryers going on. <laughs> like magic. But then it turns out... Uh-oh. Wand's running out of battery. Didn't find the wand charger. But guess what? It's so messy, Star can't find the wand charger. Where'd it go? So they go into the... Well, Quetzpah is its own, like, universe, basically. It's basically just like the labyrinth. (laughs) 
sentence as a whole like like it's there's there's like a language on the wall or something that uh that some guy's trying to decipher and he's like oh, i figured it out appliances are this way and runs into a wall <laughs> and he looks like a, a golem from uh lord of the rings maybe i haven't watched lord of the rings it's a little it's a little crawly dude i guess yeah well everything's like there's like millions of things and mark like mark was like all like i figured it out like instantly like people had been there for like years trying to decipher the code and then marco's like oh i know where they are right now let's get into this elevator let's take this elevator and go to the right floor but they get in, but they get in the elevator well before they get okay. in the elevator yeah they they run into ludo yes course. He's there playing something. Uh, a beak trimmer. Ah, yes. Buy a beak trimmer. That's the whole thing. With, uh, conveniently, with all of his minions. Because he needs them there to find it. Because <laughs> it's so complicated to find anything in this store. Even though all of his minions are in combat. I do love the bit when they go into the elevator. Like, the, like Star and Marco go into it perfectly... Um, Ludo and his minions. They all squeeze in. <laughs> the, and then this giant, like, blob dude comes and is like, Hold the elevator! Hold the elevator! And they're, like, rapidly just trying to, like, close it. Hmm. And the, the, the blob dude just, like, opens it up, like, right before he closes. Oh, thanks for holding the elevator! And just squeezes... Squeezes this giant ass. Very powerful move. But they're fighting basically throughout the whole sword this episode. Trying to find the charger before it dies. Like Star can't really use the charger. The the wand. Yeah, it has basically no power at the moment. Yeah. And I think the most interesting bit well, okay, before before I get into like basically the finale of it, um, the sloth employees are just amazing. I, I, uh, that's not my that's not my department. <laughs> they, they, they elevator up. They elevator up. They elevator up. Except, it like the power goes out or something, and it gets stuck, and they have to climb, and they have to climb up, and they end up on the booby trap floor. <laughs> and there's a sloth guy in that floor, and he's like, "This is the booby trap floor. Watch where you're going." And then he trips on a mouse trap and gets stuck. <laughs> and he's like, "Don't help me. I got workers' comp for this." I like how before he was also like all bandaged up, like he had broken, he had broken like several appendages before yeah, from he's working work here a while. <laughs> oh my god. The sloth employees are, are great. They are excellent. They they go through the booby trap room. Um, Marco finds the 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 room with like all the chargers. Yes, he finds that room. And and, and he's like and he's like, you hold you hold everybody off, I'll figure out which one we need. So Star goes out, <laughs> starts fighting all the monsters. And Mark is looking for, he's looking for the appropriate charger. And Star runs into, Star runs into another sloth, running around, he's hiding out in one of the shelves. <laughs> yes! 
And I don't remember what he's doing, but he's got some potato chip, and he's like, "Don't tell my <laughs> boss I'm here." Okay? Don't, don't tell my. Are you gonna tell my boss about this? <laughs> it's Griffy. There's a giraffe outside. The best, the best bit that happens during that is, um, like, like uh, Marco's shifting through all of these charges. Mm-hmm. And one of the minions finds the beak trimmer <laughs> and frantically rushes. And coincidentally, when Marco it's like, black hole charger, nope, throws it onto the ground. And this minion just gets, gets uh, <laughs> sucked into a black hole. What would you even use a black hole charger for? Does it use a black hole to charge things? Or do you use it to charge black holes? I don't know. Like if your if your black hole runs out of batteries, the black, <laughs> hole, the black hole is the battery. It's hard to talk. But basically, Star loses her wand, and something interesting happens that will come up later. Other people can use Star's wand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think Ludo's whole objective is he wants to steal the wand. It re- I don't think it was really ever majorly mentioned before, but definitely. Yeah. And it's... He starts trying to do stuff, and actually another interesting tidbit is it does different stuff with uh, with with different people. Yeah, well it sounds like he casts like specific spells. Or tries to. And, yeah, and, and that's where it becomes more interesting, is because, like, um, Star, it shows it when it's dying that, like, she's trying to do spells and, like, like the, the, the little the kawaii anime stuff comes out. Like the, uh, I don't know. Yeah, actually, when, when she tries to use it, little charge, she opens it up and it's just like... Dead unicorn. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all, it's all like, I can't think of the word right now. But like it's it's skin and bones. It's been starved. <laughs> malnourished. Yeah, malnourished unicorn inside the wand. <laughs> <laughs> and then actually, when Ludo tries to use it, it just has this like puff, like skull puff on it. Hmm. Yeah, actually, there's a there's an interesting thing uh, that relates to uh, different people doing different things with the wand. Is that when Star first got the wand, they like changed shape. Which seems interesting yep. in relation to that. That comes up. That comes up. I I promise you that comes up more and more. It didn't change shape when Ludo had it, but I think it's just because it was... Yeah, it was out of batteries. So they just <laughs> beat the shit out of him and take it back and then hmm. go back to... They're like, <laughs> it's like, all right, who's going to pay for all this? To one of the sloth employees. Oh, our, our enemy is. And they go back to uh, Earth. And go back. The wand is charged, and they find <laughs> there's a glowing vacuum cleaner floating in the vacuum. <laughs> Possessed vacuum cleaner. I'm gonna That's touch it. Guys. I'm gonna touch it. Don't touch it. Uh, it turns out that the. Uh, the original charger is in the vacuum and it's causing it to float. And that's 
that's uh, that's that turns out that like that's the moral of the story is uh, sometimes if you lose your magic charger, your vacuum will float. <laughs> and and Marco gets a a magical vacuum now. Yeah. I like how it just works in there. <laughs> just you know, just do some air vacuum. Sometimes you need to vacuum the ceiling. And there you go. All right. Anything else on uh, part part two, episode four? Nothing else comes to mind. All right. Then we get into our last episode, the part part one of the last episode, which is a lot actually. There's a lot of stuff that happens. Um, yeah. Basically, it's it's uh, Marco's parents' anniversary. Mm-hmm. And Marco gives them fanny packs for their anniversary. It's like you know, you gotta you gotta carry things. It seems like he's given them fanny packs for like the last like five years or some shit like that. Well, That's what's he implied. Knows the audience. <laughs> and has. Oh, this is better than last year's. It has all these different things. You can put stuff in here. And it will carry it. And, and, and Star's like freaking out. She didn't give a gift because, of course, she didn't know. So Star's freaking out. Yeah, Marco's like, hey, you could, you could just, you can just say that this was a gift from both of us. And she's like, no, it must be from me. And so she's freaking out whilst, while Marco's given his parents fanny pack. And she like freaks out. She's freaking out. I'm going to give you a trip to beauty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. Actually, it opens up with, uh, with, with Star on the phone with his parents. Yeah. Because she's, call- she's, call- she's calling her parents. Say hello. And there's the dimensional scissors behind. <laughs> back in the background. And they're like, hey, is that dimensional scissors? And she's like, oh no, what are you talking about? And I'm like, okay, well, that's alright. Just gotta make sure you're not supposed to leave her. And she's like, oh yeah, don't worry. I wouldn't even think of leaving her. Which, of course, becomes a problem when she says that she wants to take her parents to meeting. Because, because that's not her. So, they, they go to Muni. They start... I like I appreciate the tourist gear that they have they have the fanny packs they have the 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 dad has the hat that says the USA yes (laughs) and they go to the lower levels of um yeah and it starts and it starts out they look around and it's all kind of like broken down and they're like like, where do you live star and and she's like look up and there's a big castle and they're like ooh and she's like no look higher and there's a bigger castle and they're like ooh and then she's like, no, look up even higher, and there's the big castle. And they're like, ooh. It's like, that's where I live. Oh, let's go there. Ah, uh, you don't want to see that. Ah, uh, you want to see the real Muni. And then this, like, peasants <laughs> and, and swine wallowing <laughs> in the mud. Muni is this, like, really, like, well, at least the lower levels of Muni. Like, 
Muni is this like stereotypical like medieval town, like a like a like a what people like fantasize England, like mm. uh, in like the 1500s as like the, it's a very very like stereotypical and with all the peasants and all the shops and all the uh, yeah. <laughs> people. Mm. And so the parents are like, yo, we're into this. <laughs> Start running around taking photos. <laughs> They're still into it, yeah. And it's it's it, it's not bad. Like, there's nothing bad that happens in the town. Saved <laughs> by uh, bone wind chimes. <laughs> oh, I should have been paying attention to the end of the episode. I didn't notice they, like, hang them up somewhere. Uh, I... I don't know. They... <sighs> I don't know. Maybe. But Star sees that his dad is in the lower levels of Muni. Yes. And there, it starts like, oh, let's go to this forest. It's real cool. Should go check <laughs> out like, the wonderful nature. Like the forest of death or some, something like that. Yeah, the forest of certain death, I believe was the name. <laughs> really evil forest is what I have in my Hmm. But like, yeah, let's go there. And Mark is like, n- n- no. <laughs> so it's like, no, we gotta get in there. <laughs> and so they no, go quick. in the forest. Yeah. Oh. Oh, quick, we gotta leave. My dad's in here. Ah, yes. I feel like we gotta get, we gotta get, we gotta get a move on. And so they go into the forest. And in the forest, they find. I can't remember the first couple of plants, but they're all they're all clearly like dangerous plants. And there's like a giant centipede <laughs> running around the back, and the parents never notice it. Marcus looking around, he's like, "Oh." Star Star notices it, but like gets real lucky. And Marco's using everything in his gaming pack yes, to he's using uh, all his equipment. Yeah, and then at one point, Star just loses all. Yeah, they get off somewhere, and like, where did they go? And it turns out they went into the weird skull cave. <laughs> like a like six-headed dragon or some, something like that. Yeah, well actually first she sees her dad in the woods, doing something. No, she's, she sees her dad in the woods like, finding tracks. And they think that, that, it's, that it's them. They, they think yeah. that they're hot on the track. Yeah, and so they start running somewhere, and the parents run off, and they find and they then they find out the parents they follow more footprints, and they find that the parents have run into the skull cave. And they go into the skull cave, and they find that the parents have been eaten by a six-headed dragon. <laughs> so it's like, uh oh, we gotta fight this dragon. And they do. Um, they're like, hey, starts like, hey, Marco, like, what's left in the fanny pack? Like, oh, I've used all of my materials except for some item and then a tiny book of knots. Cute. <laughs> oh, yeah, wait. Well, they have, like, a weird fireproof blanket, which they hide under. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, and then he shows the, fi- the, the tiny book of knots. Cute. And starts like, wait a minute, I can use this. <laughs> uh, and I kind of zoned out at that point, I think. But I think 
I think she probably ties up the heads or something. That seems like the thing that would happen. They basically run around and the dragons like tie the knots themselves and then they cut they cut like a hole in the dragon. Ah, and yes, that is how you would get a thing out of a dragon. And all like all like like a lot of like dozen of villagers just come out. And it's like, wait, where are my parents? They gotta be in there somewhere. And they're just chilling in like a hot lava like like like, like a uh, hot spring. Yeah, like a hot spring. Uh with only their fanny packs. <laughs> and Stard's dad's like, wait, hold up, you're not supposed to be here. <laughs> it's like Yeah, he shows up. Yeah. It's just like and, also there was yeah, there was like this whole thing of like fanny packs and all this. But like, wait a minute. You're not supposed to be here. You're supposed to be giving a boring lecture. <laughs> He's like, well, you know, I, there's a bunch of all, you know, it's just stuff going on. It all started with the fanny packs, you know? <laughs> it all started. <laughs> Even though he, he he has no reason to know what fanny packs are, he just uses it. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. Uh, but they, they decide, you know what? Neither of us was supposed to be here. We'll just we'll just keep it quiet today. We have a little we have a little bonding moment. It is a real good introduction into Star's dad, though. Yes, because Star's dad hasn't really been introduced at this point. Just just he's in there for a second on the first episode, and then, then that's it. And we, so we we get a decent introduction to. <laughs> Star's dad's character. Yes. Like a basic, but an introduction nonetheless. Yeah, we get to see that he's basically Big Star. Honestly, I get my fight, I get my beast killing from you. It was, it was real cute. It was real cool. But then he leaves, and Star and Marco talk, and they're like, oh, yeah, that, that's, uh, that's the end of everything. And Marcus' dad walks by. He's like, I didn't need to see that. Oh, God. Yeah. We go back to Earth, and everything's cool. And it leads us into our last part of the last episode tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brittany's party. Uh, the party bus. Brittany's party. The, the cheerleader comes back for an episode. Oh, yeah, is she the cheerleader? I didn't realize. Yeah, she is the cheer, cheerleader. Yeah, because I remember that one of, the, one of the girls in line was one of the cheerleaders because she had the cheerleader outfit on her, I think. I forgot, so, yeah, to, I forgot to add this to my notes, but we get another character introduction. Um, Stars, like... We start off, Stars, this, like, real popular girl in here. Um... Yeah, she walked past a bunch of people and they're like, yeah. Yeah, star. Like, um. Yeah, I put pictures of you all over my locker. She's like, oh, that's weird, because I've also put pictures of you all over my Which is a great bit. Yeah, she's 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 not important, but she is she is a character. Mm-hmm. Um she's basically like a star fan girl. Um uh, she she does come back. I she does mm-hmm. come back for like a couple of <laughs> 
And so she gets in line. She doesn't know what the line is for. It's like, I love lines. I like lines. I love lines. And, um, and so Brittany is inviting people to her party. She's selecting and or denying all the people. And she comes to our main character, Star Butterfly. She's like, nah, when pigs fly. Ding! <laughs> flying Here, you pig go. <laughs> Here you go, here's a flying pig. <laughs> she doesn't realize that she's not invited. That's right. And so they just, like, they're waiting on the party bus after that. Yeah, she gets all dressed up, drags Marco in. They're like, oh, yeah, oh, party bus is notable, coming. Notable thing, she has a new tire, which is actually great. I love her tire. So the, the party bus just passes. Mm -hmm. Why is Marco there? <laughs> I don't know, actually. She's just, just dragging him along. He has to be in the episode at some point. I mean, yeah, if Marco wasn't there, it done anything. So they just jump on the bus, basically take it over. Marco yeah. is carsick, gets carsick. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a little bit where, like, Marco and Jackie are more and more mentioned in this episode just because. But Marco can't ever confront Jackie because he's constantly getting carsick. He's about to throw up for the entire episode. <laughs> there's a good there's a good bit where he's like, oh I gotta sit down on the stool. <laughs> but then it turns out it's it's a rotating stool, and then it turns out it also has wheels. So why would you put this on a bus? <laughs> Notable, um, Brittany's party was failing like right before all of the before Star came. Yeah, there was like, some terrible yeah, karaoke going on. But, to be honest, there's not a lot to say about this episode. Yeah, mostly just hijinks. A lot of hijinks. It's on a party bus. Uh, the bus driver. I kind of feel bad for the bus driver, though. Yeah, he's just This is why I should have had a party jet. She said that she wanted a party chat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then the monster and then the monsters attack, and one of the monsters comes in and takes over the bus. He spends all the time like putting a seatbelt on and like <laughs> adjusting his mirrors and putting a hat on. <laughs> he steals the bus driver's hat and they're gonna like send them to the other universe. Jesus. <laughs> What I have down is there there was a lot of civilian casualties in this episode. Yeah, there's like at least one car of people that goes through the portal to the other dimension. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's multiple other things that happen to civilians and it's kind of like, Jesus. There, There is a good bit where like Ludo is on the party bus and, and Brittany and Ludo star and they have and a little weird bonding moment <laughs> yeah it's like man ludo's they... the best ludo's my favorite ludo's great ludo is great he needs to get the wand at some point that needs to happen 
He deserves it. Does He's done all the work. I mean, he did at one point, but... I'm for real. <laughs> I... He... Hmm, I don't want... He might, but I, I'm not sure. Hmm. But anyway, they have a fight. Um, Marco takes over the bus, even though he's uh, carsick. Well, I don't that happening at all. Must have blacked out. Somebody, somebody took over the bus, and they like flipped like fifty times in the air. Yeah, that may have. I that thought may it have was happened. Marco. I thought it was Marco. But... It may have been. I also don't remember flipping fifty times in the air, so it's possible I was just not looking at that moment. I do remember at some point they go up to the roof. That's probably before. That's the before show. when they're doing like the party. They also yeah. have a fight on the roof. They have like a hot tub thing. Yeah. But I mean, they they crash the bus. They don't go into the other world portal. Ludo, of course, gets chopped out. Ludo and his his minions get chopped out once again. Mm. <laughs> and uh. Wasn't it? Was it Ludo and Marco end up like throwing up in the trash can? Yeah, Marco definitely does. Ludo might have also been there. I don't think I was looking at the screen at that moment. And then, I mean, basically the episode ends. Yeah, the first there's... half is ri- the fir- there's a lot that happens the first half, and the second half is like just just hijinks. There's nothing substantial in there. Yeah, I don't like. For every other like episode of of this in my notes, like I have like a like like a few lines, and it guides me throughout this. Um, with episode five, part two, I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven lines, mm-hmm. and one of them is filling casualties. One of them is pigs fly bit, and one of them is also the concept of the party bus. So the concept I, of the party bus. Yeah, I, it's there, a rich people thing, I think. There's there's not a lot to talk about, but closing closing statements of all the episodes that we watched. Um, I mean, we got introduced to this eight-year-old kid that has brass knuckles. We, we got we get introduced to a lot of rich kids. As, yeah, as, uh, is, as villains. I mean, Brittany, Brittany got introduced in episode two, but like she gets really introduced in episode five. Yeah. Um, there's not a lot more to say about her. I don't think she really has much more substantial parts. I could be wrong, but mm. we get an introduction to Muni. Uh, we get a proper introduction to Star's dad. Yes. We get Oscar. Oscar's yeah, Oscar great. <laughs> Oscar's great. Oscar's a big mood. I mean, uh, what do you think about these episodes in general? I think there was a pretty substantial amount of development in these episodes. Like, a lot of interesting stuff happened. Compared to like the first two, where we're basically just introducing the concept and the characters. Yeah. Now we're like, we get, we get a lot more uh, episode to episode. Shin, like Ludo gets a lot of 
Ludo gets a lot of screen time. Like he deserves a lot like, of screen time. He does. He really does. Um, actually, what's funny is like Marco's friends are there as well. Like I don't think we yeah. <laughs> we really mentioned, them, but like three through five, like they do get mentioned in a couple of these these parts. Do they? I don't remember seeing them. They were in the squid arm. Oh yeah, they were in. They were. They were. They were in the. They were trying to wake up a, a star during that one. Yeah. They. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> They're there. They. They don't get a lot of screen time. I. I. Am excited. Somewhat because I think sometime soon we are getting um Saint Olga's. The Saint I Olga's think... episode. I think I was looking through at the uh, the titles of the episodes, and I think that St. Olga's happens at the end of season one. Oh, does it? Yeah, I mean, there might be an episode earlier, Um, but I specifically saw an episode titled St. Olga's something or other, Uh, and it was one of the later episodes, I think. I thought it happened earlier. I could check. Uh, oh, we get a major development in the next episode, though. Do what well, we probably do. Episode six is uh, Muberty, which ah, uh, yeah, I think Olga's is... was episode nineteen. Jesus. Or, actually, some of these are two together. So that's what was this one? It's one, two, three, four, five episodes from now, I think. It says 19, but I think some of them have two together because they're, like, the two parts. So, in the the next podcast, um, from what I know, is that we're gonna get... We're gonna get Muberty, which is a major development in Star's Care. Right. And it's... And we're also going to get, like, Episode 8 has Blood Moon Ball, which is where mm. we get introduced to Tom. Uh, yeah, yeah. Interesting to see who that guy is. Ah, uh, yeah. He's only mentioned briefly in one of the episodes, and we finally get to. Hmm. But besides that, I think that's it. I think that's all. I think we covered everything. I think we have. So I guess we'll be back next time for. Uh... What is it? We just did episode five, so that'd be six, seven, and eight, probably. Well, this has been trying to understand Star vs. the Force of Evil. Come back next uh, Thursday, I think is when I'm posting these. For more. More. There will be cats, probably. (laughs) Wait. (laughs) Wait a minute. He said it's called Muberty. There's got to be some cats. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that's how it works, but all right. I'll all give right. it to you. All right. This this is my outro. That's the end.